You're listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. To find out more about the Whole Vineyard Church, go to wholevineyard.co.uk. Well, good evening. So good to have you guys. Come on in. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, my name is Josh. I'm part of the team here. I'm so excited to bring um, a a message from the Bible tonight. Um, I'm excited. And so if you've got a Bible, now's a great time to get it out. Now is a great time. You you might have one of those glowing Bibles. That's fine. Uh, If you've got a physical, real Bible, they they exist. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those before. Um, but that you can get them, they're made of paper, they're unbelievable. And if you don't have one, um, go to your nearest hotel, second drawer on the right, steal yourself a Gideon. Um, I don't know if you know what Gideon Bible is, but they're red and they're awesome. Um, anyway, I'm excited and excited to be here and excited to have you guys here. And I know many of you are students and tonight is kind of the student welcome night. Uh, but I'm aware many of you are not students. Give me a whoop if you're not a student. So now you know the people that are here for the free pizza. So, and the candy floss, unbelievable. Uh, No, it's so good to have you guys. And uh, look, if this is your first time, we're so pumped for you to be here. And I hope this is the first of many. I remember coming to Hull on my very first, uh, my second Sunday. No, I went clubbing on my first Sunday. And so if you're here on your second Sunday for the first time, don't feel ashamed, it's fine. Um, I came to Hull Vineyard. We're in a different building at that time. And I walked in and I discovered a home, I discovered a family, I discovered, um, apart from my parents, an invitation from Jesus to step into all that he has for me, to discover a faith that is alive and vibrant. A few years later, I met my wife in church, and uh, we've been part of this community now for, I think, 14 years. Um, When I moved to Hull, I had grand ambitions for my life. And I had lots of exciting dreams, and if I'm honest, few of them involved God. Um, I just wanted God to be like my passenger. When I was in a code red emergency, which I frequently am, um, I wanted God to throw me a bone and get me out of it. But most of the time, I was happy doing life on my own. And actually, I discovered through being involved in a local church that um, God was real and God was passionately pursuing me and calling me into greater things and my heart for every single one of you whether this is your first time in church ever and you've been dragged along by a friend you're like what have I come to maybe um, you are a first year student and this is your first trip to church you just left mum and dad and you've come here Uh, whether you're not a student you're retired and you're just wondering hey what, what is next for me in life wherever you find yourself I believe that Jesus has an invitation for you tonight And that invitation is what I want to talk about. And if you want a title for my message, just as something to hang on to, it is follow me. Follow me. So if you've got a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 4. And um, um, we're going to have the words on the screen. If you don't, there's no worries at all. And uh, let's just get the Bible passage up, please. And we're just going to read that. It's what it says. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. 
Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed Jesus. Today, uh, my message is really simple. I want to share some thoughts on what it means to follow Jesus. Some simple thoughts. I got four ideas from the passage about what it means to follow Jesus. Because in this text, we see, don't we, Jesus calling his first disciples, his first followers. So number one, my, my first reflection on the text is this. Following Jesus, it means following Jesus. I know that sounds so simple, it's almost ridiculous. But it's worth saying that following Jesus means to follow Jesus. Now, when, people invite, when Jesus invites people to follow him, he's inviting them to follow him. He's not saying, I want you to subscribe to a religion. He's not saying, I want you to fit your life around some specific rituals. It is about saying yes to Jesus. It's about a life of walking with Jesus and intimacy with Jesus and deep connection with Jesus. A lot of Christians forget that at the center of being a Christian is Christ. It is all about him. It is all for him. Someone once put it like this. If you take Christ out of Christian, all you're left with is Ian. And Ian can't help you. (laughs) Jesus invites us to himself to follow a person. He is our rock. He is our source. He is our hope. He is our comfort. He is our joy. He is our peace. He saves us from sin. He heals us from our blindness. He gives us a new name and a royal identity. And he calls us into a new life. Everything is about Jesus. And so when we say yes to following Jesus, we say yes to him and his story. And you'll discover quickly that as you do say yes to Jesus, everything else in this world almost loses its power and its potency. Nothing else will do. Nothing else will satisfy because if you've got Jesus, you've got everything you need. I am married to a wonderful woman called Hannah. We've been married for eight years. And last weekend, we had a a bit of a tough weekend. Um, Hannah is pregnant with child. She is with child. And I don't know why I said that. Um, (laughs) It got weird. And uh, she is 20, well, 26 weeks now, 25 weeks pregnant last weekend. And um, she was a little bit concerned for one or two reasons. And so uh, under advice from friends, um, she called the, the hospital and said, I, I need to, you know, this is what's happening. And they said, why don't you come in? We'll give a check. Um, this was on the Saturday morning. She was in for a little while. They gave her a check. Everything seemed okay. But then they said, we want to do a test on you to see if your waters have broken. And so they did the test, and the test came back positive. And at 25 weeks, your waters have broken. Uh, is not great news. Um, so I, I get a phone call, Hannah, in absolute floods of tears. She says, come in. I was looking after our daughter at the time. Come in. And I um, put the TV on and left Ivy on her own. No, not really. Um, we live with uh, my sister. So, so she was uh, looking after our daughter. And then I head in and um, sit down. And the midwife and the consultant comes in. And clearly, it was a little bit more serious than we realized. Um, and um, we just get hit with a barrage of worst-case scenarios. And we, I, I said this to John, our senior pastor, when I was texting him. I never felt, 
I always felt at peace, but if I'm honest, it was an emotional day. And it was a bit of a roller coaster. And the reason why I never felt a sense of unpeace was because of the presence of Jesus. Because Jesus was with me. And when you have a relationship with Jesus, you can go through rocky moments and storms. And many of you will have been through seasons of life like that where life is hard. But when you follow Jesus, you're invited into connection and intimacy with Jesus. And the amazing thing about Jesus is he is with you when life is good and when life is tough. Amen? The good news is from our story um, is that we had a scan the next morning, last week morning, and we've had another one since, and everything seems fine. Everything is great. So praise the Lord for that. Um, But it was one of those moments where, like, we needed Jesus, and he was with us. Following Jesus is about following Jesus, and I do not know where I'd be without Jesus. So Jesus, following Jesus about Jesus, doing things for God is good, but it is a cheap replacement for relationship with God. Jesus says, follow me. Secondly, following Jesus is here and now. Could we have the text up, please, the first slide? Uh, Notice this, verse 20, Jesus calls the, the guys and at once they left their nets. Did you notice that? Next slide, what happens the next time? It says, Jesus called them, verse 22, and immediately they left their nets and followed. Jesus is so beautiful and so compelling and so attractive that he is worth stopping everything you're doing and chasing after him and whatever he is doing. Wherever you are at in life, there is always going to be something interesting, always going to be something fun and pleasurable and distracting, but Jesus operates in the here and now. He's not so much worried about what's happened in your past more than what he's doing right now in your present. And he's inviting you, wherever you find yourself, right here, right now, in this moment, he looks you in the eyes and he says, come, follow me. Let me ask you this question. What are you holding back from in your relationship with God? Maybe it is actually embarking on a relationship with God. What are you waiting for before you throw yourself into the deep end of following Jesus? Is there something or someone in your life that is stopping you from following Jesus fully? Whatever it is, my encouragement to you tonight is that it is not worth it. These guys saw Jesus walking by and they said, follow me. What did they do? They just left behind everything that they were doing, the people that they were with, and chased after Jesus immediately. A yes to Jesus is for now, today. And how many of you know that so many Christians get caught up in, in all sorts of things, distracted by life, millions of voices that we, that we have on social media vying for our affection and our attention. We get caught up with many other things, caught up with questions, what if, what should I do, who am I, caught up with distractions and stresses and strains and struggles. And we allow other things to occupy our attention rather than Jesus. And we end up being distracted from purpose. And Jesus still calls to us and says, follow me. Follow me. I took our daughter Ivy swimming last week. And um, it was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And some of you I've not even met yet. So you're going to get an indicator. And I I really apologize if this offends you and you never come back to church. But... um, I was looking after Ivy on the day that I look after her, um, and I was uh, packing the bags. My wife's really good at packing bags, and I always forget things. So I got halfway, ten, about 15-minute drive to the swimming pool, get halfway there, and realized I'd forgotten her armbands. 
And I think, that's not going to end well if I don't have her armband. So I drive home. She's two, she was two, by the way. Two years old. She can't swim. And uh, I left them. I was, I was annoyed about it because I've got a slot and I, I wanted to be there. I then rush home. She's in the back going, Josh, Dad, Daddy, what's going on? Um, I get the armbands, rush back to the swimming pool, get there, get changed, sort Ivy out. She's in a cute little costume, armbands on. She's so excited. She loves swimming. She's obsessed with swimming. And then I realize I've left my trunks behind. <laughs> and if I'm honest, um, I, I didn't know what to do. I was spiraling. I was panicking. Uh, I was in free fall because I can't let my daughter down. Now, I'm so relieved I'd just been bought some brand new pants, boxes, because, and they were black. Because I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I took Ivy in my pants and jumped straight into the swimming pool. <laughs> but I said to Ivy, I had to have a pep talk with Ivy before I went in to say, I cannot get out of the pool under any circumstances. So I took my towel around me, put it on the side, and ran in. And what happened was I spent most of the time floating whilst Ivy was playing. And she was like, Daddy, come on the slide with me. And I was like, absolutely not. I will be arrested. And it's going to end terribly. And then I was like praying to God, God, please don't let anyone from church come here that I know. Please don't. I just don't want to see anyone. And just, I pray, like, the, the lifeguards who have a good vision won't, you know, get a glimpse of anything and a nightmare. Anyway, anyway, let's move on. Um, Max Ellaby from church walks in. <laughs> and I believe he's here tonight. I've seen him. And do you know what? I was like, this is game over now. There he is. Um, and, and then eventually Ivy said, after just about half an hour of swimming, because I was hinting we should leave, uh, she goes, oh, Daddy, let's go. We'll go to the park. And uh, I said, great. So then I have to do the walk of shame out the pool and run to my towel, put it around me. And um, Max is there and he's looking at me. And I go over and say, hey, mate, how's it going? Try and be casual. Max goes, yeah, good. How's it going with you? I said, well, if I'm honest, I've had a nightmare. Um, I left my trunks behind. And I just thought I'd own up to it. Um, I, was, I was swimming in my pants. And Max goes, yeah, I thought they were a bit tight. <laughs> Disaster. Disaster. Anyway, what's the point of that story? Here's the thing. Here's my point. I was so preoccupied with not being seen in my pants and being thrown out of the swimming pool that I spent none of my time actually swimming with Ivy. I was so preoccupied with the crisis in this moment or what was going on around me that I missed out, really, on what I was there to do. And so often we can be so obsessed with um, what other people think of us and what's the latest trend or what's going on on social media or whatever it might be that actually we become distracted and miss out on the invitation for Jesus, which is today. And some of us, well, for everyone here, um, Jesus is saying, come, follow me. And for some people today, tonight, this is the moment to say, Jesus, yes, I am in. Amen? So thirdly, saying yes to Jesus involves saying no to something else. Do you realize this? Saying yes to Jesus means letting go of other things, of making choices which can be costly 
and painful. I want you to just draw attention to some of the things. If we get the text back up, please, um, that these guys leave behind. Notice in verse 20, at once they left their nets and followed him. What did they use their nets for? Well, they're fishermen. They used it to catch fish. This was their source of income. So they left their way that they were going to provide for themselves, maybe their families. They left that behind so they could follow Jesus. What were they doing in that moment? Well, they were having to put their trust in him that what he had to offer was better than what they could do for themselves. The next thing, second, second page, please, Tim, thank you. Immediately, they left the boat and their father. Um, they left their close relationships. They, they said goodbye to father, probably the family business. Um, maybe there was like a, a, a reputational damage there that they said goodbye to their dad at, to follow Jesus. Um, but at least there was a, a, a change in the relationship. Um, between the father and his sons because he was, he was saying goodbye for them to do other things. I want you to notice, why do you think the Bible um, author Matthew includes that they left things behind? It's because when we follow Jesus, we always have to leave things behind. We always have to say no. And I've got story upon story upon story in my life um, throughout university and even up till now when I have to, I get confronted with um, something in my life that I'm clinging on to some sort of comfort or pleasure or, or distraction, something that I, is fun, I love to do it. And we have Jesus who offers us a better way. Over here, oftentimes, there's short-term fixes for things. And, and um, things that the, we get promised which don't really deliver and satisfy. And over here, we have Jesus who says, hey, I can do that a lot better. Would you trust me? Now, many of you will be faced with these choices every single day, and these choices to choose Jesus or something else will look like many different things, and they may cost you everything. They may cost you, uh, they may lead to people viewing you differently. They may make a situation te uh, temporarily complicated. Let me give you an example. Your work colleagues or, or your flatmates are gossiping about someone behind their back. They're saying something behind someone's back that they wouldn't say to their face. And you have an opportunity, okay, do I engage with this and participate, or do I step out? And you have that choice in that moment, and that may cost you your reputation, it may cost you your friends, but do we trust that what Jesus has to offer is better? Some of the good things the disciples left behind were good things. Some of the things the disciples left behind were good things. They were family and career. They're not just bad things, but sometimes the good things are the things that take most of our attention and preoccupation. Four, finally, let me bring it into land here. Following Jesus is the doorway to destiny. As you say yes to Jesus, you'll be swept up into his story into life with God, into a journey of discovering who you are and who God is. And I want you to notice that in the text, Jesus promises the group of disciples a certain way of life. Let's just move to the first slide again. Jesus says this, follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers for men. Now, this is a little bit of a weird analogy. He says, you're going to go and fish for people. Now, I grew up in Sunday school. I was blessed to have parents who were Christians. And I was taught that this meant that as followers of Jesus, we are all called to go and catch people. 
and help people come to know Jesus, which is absolutely true. That is all of our, our, our job and our responsibility. This morning, we had a guest speaker, John Bollerly, come to church um, from Trent Vineyard in Nottingham. And he spoke on that. Every Christian is called to go and share their faith with their friends and invite um, people to know Jesus. But I want to suggest this evening that if Jesus were to invite you to follow him, I don't think he would say, I'm going to make you fish for people. Why do you think Jesus said that? Because he was speaking to fishermen. He was speaking to people that fished for a living. He was using their language to describe what he was inviting them into. And now, is anyone a professional angler here in the room? No, I thought not. So I think Jesus would say something different to you. He might say to you that if you follow me, I'm going to take your normal, everyday, ordinary life and I'm going to breathe upon it. He wants to take you just as you are right here, right now, and he wants to use you to transform the world around you. If you're here and you're a hairdresser, he wants to empower and equip you to cut hair in such a way that God is glorified and his presence is carried to those that don't know Jesus. If you're a lawyer, he wants you to do law with integrity. And so the values of heaven are communicated and you represent Jesus in that industry. If you're a student here, he wants to take the next one, two, three years of your life and empower and equip you to follow him so radically and closely that everyone around you notices that there's something different about you. And what is it? They'll say to you, you are, you are marked with such peace rather than anxiety. How is that possible? You are marked with integrity over compromise and you live a life that's different. You refuse to do things that everyone else is doing. What's the deal? And Jesus will breathe on your ordinary everyday life and transform the world around you. Now, one way I want to actually give you a tool to, uh, to practice this um, is when we invite people into something. And uh, we've been talking about this for a few weeks, but we're so excited because we have an event coming up called Alpha. Now, I don't know if you've heard of Alpha before, but Alpha is an ABC guide to the Christian faith. It is a space we create for people that don't know Jesus or have big questions about life to... Um, Talk about life's big questions in an environment that's fun and relaxed. And I want to encourage you guys to, if you're on a journey of faith, come. We're launching on the 12th of October. Uh, we've got a, a magi comedy magician, incredible food. We're going to have loads of tables here in the auditorium. It's going to be phenomenal. Um, but I want to encourage you to come to Alpha. If you're on a journey of faith, if you don't know what, you've got big questions about life, this is for you. But if you're here and you're a Christian... Jesus wants to use you wherever you find yourself to introduce people to him. So consider who you might invite to join Alpha. We're launching and we're so excited. So Jesus wants to breathe on your ordinary, everyday life. Being a Christian means that we follow Jesus. We follow where he goes when he turns left we, turns le we turn left, when he turns right, we turn right. We think what he thinks. We speak the words that he would say if he was us. Following Jesus is a preoccupation for our entire lives. And tonight, Jesus would look at you and say, follow me. Follow me. Will you do it? Will you follow 
Jesus. And maybe you'd say, well, I've said yes to following Jesus a while ago. Many years ago, in fact. But if I'm really honest, I've kind of stopped following him. I've been there thousands of times. Tonight is an opportunity to come back to Jesus. Maybe you're here and actually you, you, just, you are sold out for the Lord. I want to encourage you and invite you that God has got more for you. God has got some good things ahead. And there needs to be a, a, a fresh filling, a fresh empowering with his Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here tonight and you have no idea who Jesus is. And you've just been dragged by friends. Tonight Jesus would say, hey, why don't you follow me? Why don't you come and be part of my life and see what might happen? Thank you for listening to the Whole Vineyard Podcast. We would love to connect with you and welcome you home to church. To find out more, go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash connect. And stay up to date with all that is going on in the life of our church. Go to wholevineyard.co.uk forward slash church news and sign up for our weekly mailing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon.